Evidence for Business podcast with me, Lawrence Snell, where we take the lessons from evidence-based academic research, most particularly involving the brain, behavioral, and organizational sciences, and translate them in a way that's accessible for leaders and organizations. As always, make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Brain4Biz, and LinkedIn, or else we look forward to your feedback and comments by email to laurie at brainforbusiness.ie. In recent years, it's become commonplace for organizations of all types to loudly proclaim their values and purpose and encourage their employees to align and identify with them. Yet, what does it mean for people to identify with their employer or organization? And and why does it really matter? Surely it is enough for people just to turn up for work, do their job diligently, and then get on with their lives. To explore the concept of organizational identification further, it is an absolute pleasure to be joined on the Brain for Business podcast by Professor Chawei Wu. Chawei Wu is a professor in management at King's Business School London. Chawei's research in organizational behavior concerns the person-environment dynamics and has two key research streams. The first, employee proactivity, that is to say why, when, and how employees can use their proactivity to change and improve the work environment. And secondly, work and personality development, that is whether and how work experiences shape one's personality development. Building on these two research streams, Chawei has investigated topics in innovation and voice, leadership, work design, career development, workplace well-being, job change, and over-qualification. Chawei, welcome to Brain for Business. Nice to meet you. So tell me, what is organizational identification? In plain language, um, the simple way to define organization identification is that individual perceive they are the oneness of the organization or they belong to the organization. So part kind of like they use the organization to define who they are. Um, so that's the, the, the simple way to define the concept. If a person uses organizational identification to define who they are, I guess it means that they're they're proud to say that they work for or belong to an organization and 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 say that that's where they belong. is Is that fair? Yeah, that's one of the syndrome they would say. Uh, another thing is that they probably will use the organizational future to um reflect and describe who they are. So, for example, if the organization is, is very, active in their business and then sending the brand that the, the organization is trying to be innovative and is active in thinking or or be active in taking initiatives, then the employees may be use these characteristics to describe themselves. So this is the way to show that how they can use the organization attributes to define themselves. But on the other side, they also can use the organization to think this is their home. This is the the uh, the place where they belong. And then therefore, another potential symptom for them is that they probably want to stay longer in the organization. They probably want to devote more efforts. And then um, all the time, you also can see that when some people... Um, say negative things about the organization, they will try to 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 defense for their organization. When we talk about even the term organization identification, I, I kind of think of 
you know, particularly, and this is a stereotype, so apologies, but American college students who always seem to be wearing, you know, T-shirts and, and sweaters from their college. And, and even after they've gone to college, will still return back to watch the sporting competitions because they seem to have such a strong identification with that place and about who it says that they they are and, and what they're they're about. Yeah, yes. So this, uh, we can say this is a behavioral um, manifestation of the organizational identification. So people, they, they, they use this behavior, wear the, wear the clothes or talk about the things they are, they are proud of being of the organizational member, use this approach to signal that they are part of the member of the, the, of, of the organization. So this is also sort of the way they can signal that they really, really love the organization. They really want to show this is my part of me, kind of. And I guess they're part of part of it as in, in return as, as well. So why then is it important to, to understand the, the concept of organizational identification? Yeah, there are different reasons for different targets. So um, I'm going to elaborate the potential benefits for organizations and then for the line managers and then for the employees in sure. three different uh, subjects. So for organization, why they need to care about the organizational identification is mainly because when the organization finds that employees, they are really tied well to the organization. They can easily find that their employees wanting to stay and have a stronger long-term commitment and then, of course, that can reduce turnover rate, yeah, which is the bigger issues <laughs> for organization. And then, kindly, this also help the organization to um to how to say to bring the people all together to achieve the collective goal because everybody can simply easily um on the same page because they know who they are and what they want to achieve all together. So this is the benefit for organization in general. And then for the line manager, the good thing by having employees or subordinates with a higher organization identification is that that can help them to build the team easily because when everybody agree that we are um, share the same identity, uh, we probably also share the same vision and mission as well. Then therefore, there are a lot of basic assumptions that doesn't need to be checked every day. And then people can easily have the trust uh, to each other. So therefore, for line manager, it's easy to use identification as a as approach to elicit the intrinsic motivation, but also uh, the collaboration, cooperation between team members to do their job collectively. And finally, for the employees, I think for the employees, the, the main question is why they want to have the identification with the organization is mainly about they can understand why they do this job, why they join these organizations. Because we can see that people can choose different organizations, even though they, they are really keen to have one like occupation to develop a career, they still can find a different organization in the same occupation, right? Mm. So therefore, the organizations kind of like, um, from this perspective, you can see organization might be replaceable if the if an employees want to move to different organization. But then why they stick to one? It must be a reason. And this reason might be something beyond the, the salary, the packages, something that's deep. That's um, the employees believe that this is the place they really want to contribute. Yeah. So that's why for different 
targets for different stakeholders, then the organization identifications will mean something different. On an individual level, and we might come back in a moment to the organizational level, but on an individual level, d- does that explain why some people perhaps really feel at home and they've, they've got their profession, they've got their role, and it's perhaps a job they could do anywhere. So someone might be you know, a, a software engineer and they could do that in, in Google or Facebook or a small startup, but actually they really like where they are but also why sometimes those same people might move. They'll they'll stay doing what they do and they'll have the professional identification, but not necessarily the, the organizational identification. Yeah, true. So um, this, I think the answer for this question is, is, is about how people develop, how people, how people form the organizational identification. In, in our review paper, we identify the three different um, things that the organization can influence the employees' identification. So the first one is definitely the, is the is the attributes of the organization or the brand, the reputations, the image of the organization. Some people they have a strong identification because of those, like I am uh, I fit with the brand of the organization, or I agree with, or or I'm passionate about the vision and the mission of the organization. So this is can be one of the reason, right? The second reason why people identify with the organization is mainly because when they interact with the organization via like HR policies or daily practice, they feel that they are treated very well. They are valuable members uh, and and therefore they have a really good relationship in interacting with the organization. So they probably will see that oh, this, this organization really treat me well as a person, so therefore I definitely want to be here. Mm. So this is more about having the experiences interacting with the organization by various um, practices. When I say practice, it can be like um, how the organization do the job design, whether the organization give you the job or tasks that people like, or they give the opportunity for people to develop their career, uh, even further, like a training opportunity or like any other opportunity that the em- employees want to explore. So this could be the job design policies, right? Mm. And they also can experience other policies, for example, like when they when employees have a personal need, whether they can have a support and the benefits from the organization to use to cope with the challenges. So these are sort of how the experience, how the employees experiences their daily life in the organization. And then the third third factor that can influence organizational identifications from the organizational perspective is more about the social environment. So every day we, when we work in the organization, we, we interact with our supervisors, colleagues, and then probably also customers because of the, uh, of the work and the nature of the work, right? And these interpersonal experiences is also a very fundamental source for developing organizational identification because this gives the first-hand signal to, to, to let employees to feel whether I am the person valued here by other people, whether I'm part of them or not. So then you can see that based on this elaboration, employees can start to identify with the organization based on the organizational attributes, 
based on their experiences interacting with the HR system or based on their experiences interacting with their colleagues at the interpersonal level or supervisor at the interpersonal level. So after elaborating this, then I can answer your questions such as why people move to different organizations. Sure. It's because there are so many different reasons that they're making the move. Because some employees may be happy with the brand and the mission of the organizations and that they were they 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 were joining in the organization simply because of the mission, the vision. But then once they join, they found that the culture might not fit them well. Um, the person um, in the organizations may have a different work norms or they may have um, uh, different ideas to talk about how to do the job. And then that somehow gives the employees a sense that, oh, I'm, I shouldn't be here because although I agree with, I, I love the mission, however, I cannot work with my colleagues to do things all together, right? And another example is that maybe the peoples are very nice and then the organizational brand is also very nice, but then the employees may find that, well, the, the job design is really terrible or the, the support from the organization is really terrible. Uh, when I say terrible, it's, which means that, okay, maybe the organization emphasizes too much about what needs to be performed, but forgets that, okay, how to do it, whether there is enough resources for employees to, 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 to do it. So therefore, you can find that even an employees can be happy with the vision of the organization, happy with the people in the organization. They, they may not be happy with the resources they get or how the organization was operated. And that may undermine their identification and then leave to leave for other organizations. You mentioned a word there that I thought was very interesting and it did come to mind as you were speaking, and, and that is culture. Because to, to, to what extent is a lot of what you're describing there simply an element of, of the culture within an organization or the culture of an organization and how people engage with and interact with that? Yeah, um, this is a really big question because um, culture is a very abstract concept. So then we, we, we kind of like, we can think of culture from different angles. So the, so the first one is more about how the organization is set up, how people should do their work. So it's more about the operational side. And then the other side is that how people interact with each other. So this is more about the social side of the culture. So therefore, um, I think these two elements simply uh, give really big pillar to define what the culture is that, and uh, how that can influence employees' experiences. I, I guess, is it fair to ask, you know, to what extent is it really realistic to, to ask people or expect people even to, to identify with their organization? Now, I was a bit flippant in the introduction, but but consciously so, you know, asking, well, it's just a job, right? You know, people just come in, they get paid, they go home, they get on with their lives. You know, really should organizations in, from that perspective invest so much time and effort and energy in developing this sense of organization identification or, or are they just wasting a lot of time and effort and money? 
personally, I would think that building organizational identification is the means rather than the end. And that this can be done easily. Uh, when I say easily, is that we don't need to purposely trying to build a strong identifications in our daily job. I mean, from the manager or organizational perspective, because all of the practice that can help boost organizational identification can be easily done in our daily operation. So for example, as I mentioned, how we can improve the policy and the practice. So therefore, when employees, they interact and they use those policy and practices, they feel that they are the member of the organization and that they are really think that they are part of the organization and, the very, and, and, and also they think that this is how they define themselves. And another approach is that, okay, everybody enjoy the pleasant social environment at work, right? So this can automatically lead to a higher identification if the employees find that they are treated very well by other people in the same place. So therefore, the, the focus of the organization should be on the how to improve the environment, how to improve the practice, and how to communicate the goal and the vision of the organizations and facilitate the, the shared vision across the employees and, uh, and improve the experiences, work experiences, social experiences, that the, the employees will be happy to think that, okay, this is the organization I really want to stay. And this is the organization that I can use it to say, okay, who am I? When I talk to other people, I say, I'm really proud of uh, being a member of my organization because we are doing something different. And at, at the same time, I feel very comfortable and very enjoyable to, to, to work with my colleagues. So therefore, you can see that based on those descriptions, there is no terms about identification <laughs> that every every everyone will, will, will use the term to say oh, okay i identify with my organization very well we don't use this language but what we use the language is that i really love to to stay there longer i really uh, and you can also see that when they are talking about their organization they will be proud of it they will be proud of being a member and then they will also kind of like use if there's a slogan or if there is an attribute that they can borrow from their organization as characteristic, the public can use it to, to describe, okay, who they are. So I think, although we quite not discuss organizational identification specifically in our language, it can be built naturally. And you, we all can feel that when people are really happy with the organization, they will definitely have a higher sense of identifications. So go back to your questions about whether we really want to purposely build a higher and stronger identification. I think that we want to have it, but we don't want to have it by directly talk about identification. We, we can have it by improve the service in the organization, improve the practice in the organization and improve the work experiences for the employees. That then leads me nicely to, to, to the next question, because you, you mentioned earlier on the three levels, organizational, team, individual. And, and while you were hinting at the, the role of, of leaders, you know whether we think about leaders as the chief executive or divisional heads or just team leaders or supervisors, it, it wasn't something that you specifically developed. So I, I, I guess the question is, what role do leaders play in influencing, creating, fostering 
organizational yeah i think this is a this is really nice questions, especially for what the leaders can do. When I say leader, it's more about line manager. <laughs> what's what's their role here? <laughs> um, and we always can see the challenging role that the line manager plays. And for organizational identifications, they can play different roles. The first role is that they are usually seen as the person who implements the, the practice in the organization. So from this perspective, they are on behalf of the organization. So therefore, the, the one job that, that will, that, that can influence, um, employees identification is that when they exercise those practice, whether they operate the practice fairly, whether they operate the, 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 the practice based on the purpose, uh, when the practice was developed. Why I say this is because employees will start to think about, okay, whether the fairness uh, is there in this environment and whether I will be treated fairly and nicely when I do something uh, for the organization. So this is why the line manager is important because the employees will directly use their line manager's exercise of a practice to think about whether my organization treated me well. Right? So this is one function of the line manager. And then the second function of the line manager is to communicate the brand, the mission, the vision of the organization. So sort of this is how the employees can get a sense what is the organization about. We usually can get this information by, by reading like the organizational website or to read some news about the organization on magazines or on, on newspaper if the organization is big enough, for example. But then this is sort of a very limited information. And then more often when we get the information about what the organization is about, it's mainly from the communication from the line managers or from the meetings, uh, different, mom uh, different memos within the organization. So these are the part of information that people gather what's the characteristics of the organization. So therefore, line manager can play this part because then it can translate what's the characteristics of the organization to the employees. And then the employees will see whether those characters fit my personality, fit my personal belief, or fit my interests. When there is a nice fit, then people are easy to define themselves using the organizational characters, right? Because there is a natural fit there. And finally, um, I touched this aspect before that the supervisor, the line manager is a human as well. So therefore, <laughs> there is an interpersonal <laughs> interaction component there. So we can see that maybe every line manager, they play the role very well to exercise the practice. But then how they, pra they, they do the practice can be varied. But how they practice those practice and the policies can vary across it line managers. So therefore, the interpersonal experiences with each employees can speak a lot because people can feel that, okay, whether my supervisor like me or not, whether my supervisor think I'm the his person or not his person, or whether I can walk along with her or not. So sort of this gives the employees a direct sense whether I'm part of the group or not. And then this can be escalated to the big question such as whether I belong to this organization or not. So therefore, that's why line manager is so important because they represent the three different roles that can shape employees' identification. The 
old adage that people leave managers, not organizations comes to mind when you were talking there. And particularly, I guess, in terms of organizational identification, I might love the organization, but if my manager is making my life an absolute nightmare on a day-to-day basis, then I'm probably not going to stick around. And, And any identification I have might be weakened because I might possibly feel that, well, the organization says we respect people and we respect individualism. However, my manager doesn't. So you have that disconnect and, and possibly hypocrisy yes, coming yes. into play. We discussed this in our uh, review paper. We talk about the coherence across different experiences to build identification. And then uh, what you are saying is rightly to, to, to indicate that people will use different source of information and uh, and start to feel that whether they they identify with the organization or not because frankly who is the organization right mm. and we use a different inf- piece of information to understand oh this is my organization and then therefore that's why people use different experiences and and then they 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 come up with the the psychological feelings or the psychological distance with their organization based on their experiences. We we usually don't do this um calculatively, right? So kind of like every day we are not calculating, okay, I have a good experience today, so I'm closer to my organization. <laughs> I have a terrible experience tomorrow, then I will be a, a bit of distance. No, we don't do this. But then over time, when we accumulate more and more experiences, then we will start to reflect Okay, whether whether I'm really can be in line with or align with my organization because of several different things, such as are we share the same goal? And if that is the case, whether the organization give me the resources, give me any package, or give me any practice that can help me to do so, or I can see that altogether we can we we, we can achieve the same goal. And then of course the day life in, by interacting with colleagues and the supervisor, that's give the, the, the very first hand experiences such as, okay, whether we are together. And the, all of these can contribute to the general feeling about identification. So that's why this topic is so tricky because every day we don't use that, oh, I identify with. No, we don't use this language. And then when we have major identification, we use the statements such as, uh, when people talk about negative things of my organization, I will defense. Or like, um, when I think of my organizations, I'm thinking about myself. Or the statement like, I'm easy to describe who am I um, by, by using the characters of my organization. So these are, if you like, then these are the indirect statements that's kind of a hint people they are identifying with the organization i mentioned earlier on the you know the admittedly stereotypical view say of american college students all wearing their sweaters and their t-shirts and then that way that that often seems to continue into adulthood and obviously it happens elsewhere as well but are there variations in the levels of organizational identification between different countries different industries uh, different different genders I yeah guess, it could well. be um i think fundamentally is um there is individual differences even they are in the same organization right because individual they have a different um experiences depending on how they interact with the environment and then 
when you ask about this, like differences across units or across the the gender demographic variables, I would say there is no strong in strong differences across like gender or strong differences across like age group because um unless the organization they are do something for the specific group then it's 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 unlikely to see that um male or female or younger people versus older people will have a huge differences in their identification because basically the identification is always based on the the relationship that's the the the, the people the individual themselves mm. have with their organization so it's it's always about the individual's relationship with the organization but i am not saying that if that is for a multinational companies uh, they they cannot build the different level of identification across different country because then it's really depending on how they set up their operation and how they set up their culture. So maybe in some country, they are easily to heighten identification among the employer, uh, among the employees than other countries. And when I say this is because it's also this, this tied to how the organization play the role when they manage different employees from different con- country, for example, for example, um, if the organization building their organizational characteristics based on the cultures or the culture of the country, then people in there, they are more likely to see how they can be associated with the organization. So this is a part of the potential mechanism that's how the multinational companies, they can diversify or they can use their practice to boost different level of identification across different countries. The example that comes to mind, and I'm not sure if this is a fair one, but when you were talking about how individuals might engage with an organization based on what that organization does, the example is of an organization that very obviously and overtly engages with things like pride and LGBTQ plus issues. And as a consequence, someone who identifies with that community might say, actually, I really identify as well with my organization because they are supporting who I am and what I'm about. And and you could see how that might might really strengthen the organizational identification for LGBTQ plus people, particularly if they perceive that the organization is doing it for genuine reasons and it's not a way of branding and marketing. Yeah, yes. So you are touching about that the organization can use the corporate social responsibilities practice to to, to boost uh, employees' yeah. identification. Yes, and we found that several papers that really um, shows that using the CSR practice can really help the organ uh, the employees to see the value of the organization, especially when they also appreciate the same CSR values that it was promoted by the organization so that's definitely a way to 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 influence identification among employees if people wanted to find out more about your research is there anywhere that they could go to check out anything yeah um i think the first the first um, 
the place that they can uh, follow my um, research is to join my LinkedIn account. And so um, I frequently share my research findings using my LinkedIn account. And uh, so that would be the would be a very natural way to to see um, the new things from me. And uh, um, the other the second place that people can find my research is is my Google site website. So if people can Google my name, Jia Hui Wu, and the positive work psychology, then uh, I think my personal site can be easily found. Okay, and I'll make sure to put a link to, to both the LinkedIn site and also your personal site in the show notes, along with a link to the review article that you mentioned. Yeah. Professor Chawei Wu of King's Business School, thank you very much for your time. It's been great speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.